simple thought tonight. We've been talking. We last week we introduced the tabernacle and God's plan for the tabernacle, what the plan and the purpose and all that was. Now and in the place, but tonight I want to talk about how God provided for the tabernacle. How did God provide for the tabernacle? Exodus chapter 25, and again, we're going to cover a couple different chapters here, um, and we'll read a couple different verses, <coughs> but how would God provide for the tabernacle? We talked to, <coughs> I think after we got done with the message, we kind of talked a little bit about how God provided for it a little bit, but go into detail on, on what God did and how, how he did it. How did God provide for the tabernacle to be built? Exodus chapter 25, we're going to read um, verse number 1 down to about verse number 8. He says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Now, again, we read these scriptures last week um, a little bit, and so we'll jump ahead and read some more. And it tells him in verse number 2, Speaking to the children of Israel, that they may bring me an offering of every man that giveth it, willingly with his heart ye shall take my offering. This is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple. Any time that you've ever been in church, you've maybe had a building program, you've had a, uh, a chance to raise money for carpet or something to that nature, you've raised money to do something, and it went to help finance that, put it, that thing. Moses comes before the children of Israel and said, we need to finance this, uh, the building of the tabernacle, but I need help. And the offerings that I need, and he gives them a list of offerings. He tells them, and it's gold and brass and silver. He says blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair. And he lists all these things that he needs. And he's asking the children of Israel to give that. but they need to give it willingly. The Bible says in the New Testament, God loveth a cheerful giver. I think that's kind of like the, not exactly the same, but kind of along the same lines. Someone who gives willingly, someone who gives cheerfully, and these people gave 
willingly. Exodus 35 and verse number 21. Now that's jumping ahead 10 chapters. But the Bible says that they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whom his spirit made willing and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments. What was this offering for? What was, why was he trying, what was he trying to finance? He was trying to get the children of Israel to build the tabernacle. And so in Exodus 35, the Bible says that their spirit, their hearts who were stirred by what Moses said, In giving than the amount that is given. If we are serving God or serving serving God to impress man, then our reward will be little to nothing. But when we serve God or we give to God because it pleases Him and our motivation is to is to do it with a willing heart and the right heart, our motive our reward will be more. These children of Israel, they gave of a willing heart. No one twisted their arm. No one made them. No one made them go out and get these items and bring it to the tabernacle. No one. Someone, oh, you better give. I've seen things like that when it comes to offerings. All right, let's. All right, let's see who can give the most in here. All right, here we go. Ready? That's not how it ought to be done. It ought to be a willing offering. A willing offering. They gave of their ability, their ability to be able to give. They gave from their abundance. You say, why do you say that? In Exodus chapter 36, if you want to turn over there, Exodus chapter number 36, he tells that the children of Israel, in verse number 5, <coughs> and they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than... they came wasn't because someone was twisting their arm and it wasn't because someone was you better give you better do it because that's what you ought to do no they gave so much that Moses said tell them to stop it we don't need any more 
Have you ever had the preacher say, look, I'm, we're done. We don't need any more. We don't need any more offerings. Stop taking them up. Stop it. These people were so willing of God and their hearts were so close to God that they gave so much in abundance that they said, no, no more offerings. <laughs> We've got too much. We've got too much. We don't need any more. Can you imagine that? Moses coming before the children of Israel. Look, you guys have brought way too much stuff. Stop bringing it. Churches aren't like that today. There would never be a financial issue across the board in church if everybody gave like they were supposed to. But we need to give out of our abundance. God has given me, so I need to give back to him. And again, it's not the amount, it's the motive. What did, what did the Bible, what did Jesus tell the little woman that gave the might? That she gave more than the rest of them. That's right. And the reason she gave more of the rest of them, not was because of the amount, because that's all she had. And it was her motive. Those others were going, did you see what I dropped in the plate? Man, that wasn't much, huh? <laughs> Man, I just dropped that well, in. What you going to put in? Yeah. What you going to put in? So, so many people get caught up with that. Well, how much did you put in there? Oh, man, well, I need to match what you put in there. You know, and it's not about that. It's about your motive. Why did you do what you did? Why did you give? These people gave so much. No more. Wouldn't that be an awesome day to do? Yeah, oh, man, stop giving. Stop. Come on. Man, give too much money. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the abundance. But it's just important to follow God. Follow his steps. Follow his, his way. We sang that song, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's right. That's about trusting him, believing in him. Heart problems cause people not to give like they should. Because these people had a heart that wanted to give everything. When our heart is not right with God, we will not give like we ought to. Bottom line. Bottom line. So, how are we gonna? How is God going to provide this this ark? How is God going to provide the ark of the covenant? How is God going to build these items? How is God going to do this? Number one, He has to finance it. Number two, He has to build it. So now He needs a builder. Who's going to build it for Him? Look in Exodus chapter thirty-one. Who's going to build it for Him? Who's going to make sure the handy, handiwork is done? Make sure the craftsmanship, craftsmanship 
looks good. Who's going to make sure everything's done the proper way? God says, well, I'll provide. I won't build it. In, in Exodus chapter 31 and verse number 2, <coughs> see, I have called by name Bezil, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He said, I've called him to build. Now watch these next verses. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of the timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him a Helio, the son of us, mm -hmm, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that were that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. He said, Look, we're going to finance it with the church with God's people. That's how we're going to do it. Now, how does this church operate? By God's people. How are we to reach more souls by God's people financing it? How are we going to do it? How's he going to, how is he going to build the, how is he going to get this tabernacle together? He has to have someone build it. So it requires someone giving financially, but it also requires somebody doing what? Working. He had to call on, I, I know that I'm probably not saying it right, Bezalel, he calls on the son of Uri, the son of her, to be the leader to do this craftsmanship, to do this workmanship. Look in verse number three. He said, I've filled him with the spirit of God. He said, I've given him wisdom. I've given him understanding. I've given him knowledge in all manner of workmanship. So he said, this guy is the craftsman that will build everything I need him to build. Do you realize that God has put people in our church to do specific things that I can't do? Or that you can't do, but we can't hide the talents in which God has given us because God has called, put you here for a reason, right? He's put you here to be able to work. You know, I can't do everything, and neither can you. But if we work arm in arm together, guess what we can accomplish? We can accomplish everything the Lord wants us to. And this is what he's telling. Moses couldn't get out there and build that tabernacle and do everything he needed to do. He needed somebody to do some work. Do you know what this church needs? Somebody to do some work. You say, what do you mean? There's work to be done. It may not be physical labor. Maybe spiritual labor. Maybe different things that God has called you to do, but there's work. Is there a work to be done? Are there souls to be saved? Are there people to be baptized? Are there families that need to join our church? Yes, there are. So guess what we need to do? We've got to work. And we've got to work together so that we can accomplish the goal. And what's the goal? What God wants us to do. What's God want us to do? He wanted them to build this tabernacle. Look at verse number 7. The tabernacle of the congregation 
and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is thereupon and all the furniture of the tabernacle and the table and his furniture and the pure candlesticks with all his furniture and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering and with all his furniture and the labor and his foot and the clothes of service and the holy garments for Aaron and the the priest and the garments of his son to minister in the priest's office and the anointing oil and the sweet incense for the holy place according to all that I have commanded thee shall they do. They have a job. And we've talked about this before, but everybody in the body of Christ has a job. You say, well, my job's pointless. It is not no big deal. Your job is a big deal and your job is important. You say, well, I can't do what I used to do, or I can't do this, or I can't do this. There is something you can do. You can work for God. You can do something for God. You know, when he called uh, Bazel, he equipped him for that job. He made him be able to do that job. He's not going to call you to do something you can't do. He's not. You know, well, I'm inadequate. Well, God will provide well, Moses was inadequate when he called him in the, in the desert, but God equipped him to do the job, to get the children of Israel and march them out of Egypt. But he equips you for the job. You say, well, I don't know what God's calling me to do. Well, ask him. God, what do you want me to do? Maybe, you're, maybe you don't want to ask God what he wants you to do because you don't want to do it. <laughs> but ultimately... God is not going to ask us to do something when it comes to service for him that he cannot equip us to do. If he calls us to do it, guess what he'll do? He'll provide that way for you to accomplish that goal. Look in, just turn a couple chapters over, Exodus 35 and verse number 30. And Moses said unto the children of Israel... See, the Lord called by name Beelzebub, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, the, of the tribe of Judah. Who called? Who called uh, Beelzebub? Who called him? God did. God did. Has God ever called you by name and told you to do something? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Well, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to volunteer. Amen. Somebody has to work. Because if, if you don't, then who will? Well, somebody else will do it. Isn't that how we act? Isn't that how we do so Sometimes, not all the time. You know, I understand I'm talking to the core members here. But, you know, sometimes that's how we are. Right? Well, somebody else will get that. But, that's, but if God's called us to do it, guess what we need to do? Do it. Do it. Do it. And I believe God has given some people callings. But I believe some God, sometimes God gives people callings and they won't do them. They won't do the calling in which God has asked them to do. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just for a moment, you have been handed the blueprints to the tabernacle and God says, all right, build it. Do you, do you know what kind of job that is? Do you know how meticulous that job was? Do you know how big of a responsibility that job was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But because of the responsibility and because of the uniqueness of that job and because of all the things that he had to figure out, God equipped him for that job by giving him wisdom and understanding and knowledge in all manners of workmanship. So do you know what God did? He said, okay, well, you don't know how to do, you don't know how to do woodwork? Well, I'm going to show you how. You don't, well, you don't know how to, how to carve down the wood? Well, I'll show you how. Well, you don't know how to make the, make the, uh, the, the clothes for Aaron? Well, I'll show you how. You don't know how to make the spices that you're supposed to? Well, I'll show you how. And God showed him how to do it, and he equipped him for the job because he was willing to do the job. God, but ultimately, when it comes to finance, when it comes to building it, what did it take? A willing what? A willing vessel. A willing heart. Someone who is willing to do just simply what God's asked them to do. Well, it's not very much. Well, it's not this. I don't have a lot of talent. It doesn't matter about your talent. It doesn't matter about that. God will take what you have and use what you have, regardless of how much it is. And regardless of what you think, it, how much it is. We downplay what we can do sometimes. Now, I do understand that sometimes we probably overplay what we can do. Did you see what I just accomplished? I can do that ten times better, you know. <laughs> Especially when we talk about what we've done in the past. You know, man, did you see that? Now, I've always heard high school, high school football players that were really good, their stories get bigger and better, and they were better than what they used to be. You know, I mean, yeah, did you see that fish I caught last year, man, it was this big, and next year it grows a little bit, you know, and then the story grows and grows. That's not how it ought to be, right? When we come to God and we don't know if we're equipped for the job, I, I don't know that I can accomplish it. There's only one person who can give us the strength to accomplish the goal in which God wants us to accomplish, and it's God. See, because he gave Bazil that job and he gave the children of Israel a job to finance, what happened? They overflowed Moses with so much, he said, stop giving. Watch what takes place with uh, Bazil. I, I don't even know if that says I'm sorry. And uh, I listened to it. You know, you have the uh, uh, video or the, the audio, on, uh, on the audio on the Bible, and I listened to it a couple times, and I still can't get it right, but anyways... Uh, uh, Exodus chapter 39 and verse number 43. <clears throat> 39 and verse number 43. Now, without reading the whole chapter and giving it all to you, let's read verse number 43. And Moses did look upon all the work and beheld they had done it as the Lord had commanded, even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. What did they do? They accomplished what God asked them to do. They accomplished what God asked them to do. You read chapter 39, and it, and it goes over every detail of everything of the holy garment from Aaron. This text tells us that those men that were called to build it they did it exactly like God wanted them to. Amen. Is that said of us? Is that said of you and me? That we did exactly as God commanded us to. They did exactly how I commanded them to, except they took a detour. <laughs> Well, I think it'd probably be better this way. 
but they didn't. They did exactly what God asked them to do. They find God. How did God provide for the children of Israel to build the tabernacle? He financed it. That's right. And then he built it. Amen. But it took God's people doing what they need to do. That's right. Stepping up and saying, I'll do what God wants me to do. I'll do it. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's here. I pray that you've blessed our time together. I pray that you will bless um, the rest of our week. Pray for Brother John and the service for his wife. I pray for your hand about that. I pray for um, every family that's here, every family that was here this morning. I pray that you bless them. pray that you'd encourage them. We love you, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. Man, let's take a few moments here and pray. You want to come to the altar and pray? You want to stay in your seat and pray? You just take as much time as you need the...